Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Canyon. They have a new EP called Static, which released on May 21st. Right now, I'm being joined by Alex to share some more information about this stellar release, as well as what the boys have got going on. So, Alex, welcome to the show. Good night, man. How's it going? Fabulous. It's a... It's a scorcher today. I know it's winter where you are, but here we're having yet another heat wave. It's been going in waves. Heat wave, and then it gets normal, and then heat wave, and then normal. So we're in, we're in a heat wave right now. What's a, what's a scorcher for you guys? How how many degrees Celsius is that? Well, the previous heat wave was, was a record setter here for Western Canada, and we were approaching like 45 degrees Celsius. Oh, true. Yeah, that's actually hot. All right, cool. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Well, I, wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if like 24 degrees Celsius, you guys are like, oh, it's cooking. Uh, but, yeah. No, that's cool. We get, yeah, that's that's hot too for us. And we got over 40 degrees. That's getting serious, man. Yeah. Uh, now it's not so bad. It's like 35 degrees Celsius. But you, you mentioned 24. Where I live in Canada, our summer is pretty much 22 to 26. Like that's our summer. All right, so this is way different for you guys. Oh, yeah. We don't have yeah. air conditioning. or Some people do, but we don't, for example, because, yeah. Yeah, that's hot. 40 plus is hot, right? Yeah. You really <laughs> you really, really notice that. Yeah, yeah. We get, we get like that most summers for a few days, sometimes, like, sometimes more than five days worth of hot days like that, but it's still that slows a lot of people down, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, we're we're at the opposite. We're now we're now winter. We're having a pretty cold winter this year. We're getting a lot more days like down two degrees, oh. uh, which is pretty cold for for Melbourne. So. I was going to say that's almost a summer day here. Yeah, I was going to say probably not that cold for you guys. <laughs> Beautiful. Now the cool thing for anybody listening in is that we've actually already recorded this interview, but we didn't actually record it. Something there was a malfunction, but Alex was cool enough to come back on. So we're pretty much going to do the exact same interview we did last time where we chatted about Tasmanian cheese. We chatted about wine. Uh, we chatted about Alex being a, how do you say it? Alex, is it a luthier? Is it a luthier? Is it a luthier? Um, I, most people call say luthier. Um, usually I say guitar maker. Because a lot of people get uh, confused. Sometimes they, they mistake it for uh, the the uh, like being a, like a Lutheran, which is that like maybe a type of Catholic or something. Yes. So, um, so yeah. Often I just say guitar maker, but yeah, Luthier. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So Martin Luther, not to be confused with Martin Luther King or Martin Luther King Jr. I believe was the guy who started the Protestant Reformation, except that broke off into Protestantism, Protestant, Protestantism, Protestant, the Catholic Church, right. and, and then Lutheranism. Somebody can eventually let me know what's going on. But no, a luthier comes from a lute, which would, I guess, yeah. be the original guitar. What? How does that? How does a lute translate to a guitar? Yeah, that. Yeah, it. It. I think kind of became the guitar. The lute it was like a. It's like maybe even like pre-baroque or something. I, I'm not sure exactly, but but it's kind of like a small body guitar kind of thing, um, more of like a round bowl of a body, a lot smaller. Strings the same, little sound hole usually kind of the same, and the head sock is angled back at a much more extreme angle, 
um, almost like looks like in the pictures, like almost 90 degree angle headshot going back. And yeah, that was just played, you know, by people, minstrels or whatever mm-hmm. in the port to yeah. entertain lords and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's from from that, yeah. It's kind of weird as well, you know, because what what most luthiers do now, they're making like you know. Uh, really like modern steel strings or, you know, fan fret <laughs> drop tune, <laughs> shred beats. <laughs> Nine oh. gauge strings with active pickups. It's a different world now, Alex. Oh, man. <laughs> there's, so, there's so much going on and, and all that. It's cool, though, because there's, there's a lot of variation. So it's really interesting. You can go from, you know, the standard sort of just the standard acoustic guitar or or working on something that's like quite a bit more, uh, you know, extreme. Extreme. Now, speaking of extreme, you have an explorer on the wall there. You've got a dual. Oh, you've got a dual rectifier to your left. Oh yeah, I can't. I didn't know what you can see around there. Yeah, I do. I got a dual rectifier. Nice spotting, man. Mm, sweet. Whatever. This is my. Um, this is actually my my guitar room. Repair room, so I've got, so I've got another here, and I've got my little repair. I've got a little repair bench up there behind me. I think there's a, uh, I've got a, I've got a Washburn Dimebag Daryl up there that I just did a major neck um, repair on, on that um, Washburn. The head sock broke right off, and I had to do a quite an extensive repair. Okay. And, uh, in there on that so I do all that kind of stuff too sweet sorry I'm pretty obsessed with guitars yeah well I've recently myself started going down the guitar rabbit hole I started with pickups I chatted with a custom uh, pickup manufacturer here in in Canada and that's immediately got me on the loop uh, rabbit hole because as most guitar players I never thought about it and then now I'm going on the guitar string rabbit hole because, again, I'd never thought about it. I walked into a guitar store. I picked up a pack of Ernie Ball Slinkies. I went home. Yeah. That was the end of it. Whereas now I'm actually spending unfortunate amounts of money trying different metals and things and, and whatever. So I think it actually be really cool, since you like chatting with me, um, bringing you on again specifically to chat about guitar stuff. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would love to do that, actually. That's a really good idea. Sweet. Because I'm about to go down the rabbit hole with you right now, but I, I looked over at the screen and went, "Oh, got to talk about Canyon." Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, that band Canyon. Uh, so EP Static, it's been out for a couple of months now. So you know, initially we chatted about things like cheese, uh, which obviously <laughs> I'm always always also apt. very important. <laughs> yeah, I'm always apt to talk about cheese. Because uh, I had figured that in Australia, because of the English base, kind of like same thing in Canada, when I think of Canadian cheese, typically it's a cheddar of some kind um, because of the English base. I figured it'd be the same thing in Australia, but we were we were going on about these different kinds of cheeses that exist in Australia, and Tasmanian cheese came up. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Still not- and, and I'd like to point out as well, I'm, I'm, I'm a New Zealander. Um, so, so I'm living, I'm living on the big, the big brother uh, country, but mm-hmm. um, but New Zealand's got some sick cheeses as well. I think actually, you know, maybe it's because um, 
that we're far away from like the rest of the world and stuff. It's not so bad in Australia. We kind of get a lot more um, cheeses and they're a bit more affordable. But I know my mum uh, gets quite a bit of cheese envy because of the cheeses we can buy at a cheaper price than New Zealand. So I think maybe some of the reason we have all those kind of cheeses is we basically had to kind of copy and make our own rather than always importing them from, you know, all around the place. Mm-hmm. Like, decent cheeses. New Zealand and Tasmania both have good cheeses, and um, I think you've got to have a lot of rain so that you've got a lot of good grass, so that you get a lot of well-fed cows, so you get good milk, and then you get good cheese. That's what I like about you, Alex. You think about the whole process from <laughs> from the sun shining to the rain falling to the grass growing to the cow being happy because the cow is listening to Canyon. It's got the Canyon EP and like AirPods, mm. you know, and then producing uh, good milk. Yeah, that's all. That's important stuff. Like, we- I, I don't know about you, but uh, like, I think that's just how. I think about stuff. Maybe that's why I'm a guitar maker because I was pl- started playing guitar and then was like, but how does it, and then how does it, and I keep going back until I'm like, well, I might as well make one then. Yeah. And I kind of think about everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the, cra- the crazy thing, we'll probably have to save this for our next chat, but somebody was asking me recently about, they're like, man, I'm not getting the guitar tone that I want. And I said, well, the record that you're hearing isn't just, somebody by themselves with a 15 watt practice amp in a room like there's there's a there's a few things going on there yeah Uh, yeah you you can't get everything you want out of a 15 watt practice amp you got to keep that in perspective he's like okay well what kind of a signal chain i said well speaking of the sun and the rain and the grass growing and the cows i said well honestly the first part of the signal chain is you Mm -hmm. there's an energy to you that the guitar picks up and vibrates with and that goes into the pickup believe it or not and comes out of the amp, and if you listen close enough, you can actually hear whether it's Kirk Hammett playing the Metallica song or whether it's James Hetfield playing the Metallica song because of that energy uh, difference. And if you can't hear that, then you got to train your ears to get, get closer to it. Um, mm-hmm. But it also goes with the fact that, like for example, he said, well, I want that tone, but I'm playing in this band. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's another thing. If you take Eddie Van Halen's guitar setup and you gave it to James Hetfield, it would sound like crap because it's the wrong setup for Metallica. Yeah. And vice versa. So you're the first part of the signal chain. You got to... Then comes other things. Yeah. No, I agree so much. I I did the same thing. At one point, I was trying to get James Hetfield's sound and all I had was like a cheap guitar, a, a PV 15-watt amp, and a Boss Metal Zone. <laughs> and I got the Metal Zone because someone said, James Hipfield uses a Metal Zone. That's how he gets the sound. And I got the Metal Zone, and I got home, and I was like, oh, man, this doesn't sound anything like Metallica. This is horrible. And then I started learning what you just talked about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Good fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess I still the- like their sounds, too. That Metallica guitar sound is a great, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's evolved over time, too. Mm. They just released a bunch of uh, demo and pre-production stuff from the Black Album, and it it's funny, well, in my mind, that is what Metallica should sound like. Not that they have a bad tone now. They have a great tone now. But I was reading an interview with Kirk recently where he said, as he's aged, he's turned the distortion down progressively over time. 
and it's just kind of I don't know fun listening to the Black album and going yeah <laughs> yeah man. I have been listening to the Black album I heard some of those demos and that's it. what is it like sad but true take thirty six or yeah. something uh huh yeah you just and, um, here's yeah. this massively mid scoop tone that was new for the nineties but now sounds very nineties yeah. Oh, that album is amazing. That totally holds up. That is an incredibly good um, sounding album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, it's a great bass sound as well. It's one of the best like bass sounds for that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. Yeah, actually, my little uh, my son's not quite two years old, and he since hearing Metallica, um, kind of accidentally, you know, he started. Um, he was like you know, getting his nappy changed and he was like, what is that? And he was just looking at Kirk Hammett playing guitar like, what? And then uh, after that, you know, I told him, oh, that's Metallica. And then he's like, Metallica? And I was like, oh, this is great. I like being a dad. Mm -hmm. And uh, he demands demands Metallica now when he gets in the car when I pick him up from daycare. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Before that, he was just listening to like the Wiggles. So it's a good, it's a logical progression, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. One step at a time. (laughs) Now, at the time that we chatted, I think the EP hadn't been really... I can't remember exactly what we chatted about, but I guess my question now, Alex, is there's been some time that the EP has come out. What's the reception been like for the EP? I think it's been good. Like We've we've had lots uh, lots of nice listens on Spotify, which is probably the only... I'm not very uh, tech savvy, so I'm not across what it's doing in all all the places. But it seems to be going nicely on Spotify. Like I think we've had over five thousand listens, so we were pretty happy about that because it was just like you know we're just doing it because we like doing it. Mm-hmm. And then we released also probably just after I spoke to you, maybe two or so weeks after we released the video. Um, that was made. So I'll definitely, I'll have to send you a link as well to the video, which is on YouTube, a video for static, uh, which is made by a really good friend of ours. Um, uh, it's like a, um, digital animation studio called small robot studios, uh, based in New Zealand. Um, so he's made this really awesome, um, digitally animated video for us, which is kind of based on the artwork and the, the theme of, of sort of the EP in general. So and that's that's been going well as well. Uh, a lot of people said they liked it and it looks really cool, and we thought so too. But that's been good. We haven't been doing much. Like we haven't actually been able to play a launch show. Um, we've been locked down on and off in in Victoria, and it's been a bit like it's felt a bit pointless to do a whole lot of stuff. Um, so. But that's, you know, we're just kind of waiting at the moment. We just put it out there and we've just been enjoying having it out there. And then uh, we've been sort of chilling out and, and writing a bit of stuff here and there for the next thing. Very cool. Now I'm watching a music video for Static, which uh, for those of you watching on either on the website, therockmetalpodcast.ca or on YouTube, or you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever, if you go on today's show notes, you can click the link to go check out the music video for Static. And if you're old like me, then you'll be aptly reminded of a Tool music video. 
which at the time was claymation. But now we have the technology to not have to take a bajillion pictures. Yeah. Although, uh, yeah, claymation, still cool. I like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, that's cool. A lot of people also said that too, that it reminds me of a tool video. So for me, that's a pretty big compliment because I didn't – a lot of people said to us, you know, oh, you have to do a video, you have to do a video. But we didn't want to do just like us, um, you know, like – in an underground car park or, or, you know, just the stock standard kind of get your friend to do a, a video cheaply. We wanted to do something that was more in line with the art and keep that whole arty sort of vibe with it. So uh, we think that Michael did a really awesome job of the video. Really like it, actually. Yeah. No, it's very good. So it'll be posted on today's show notes. So the EP has been <laughs> received very well, like you mentioned uh, and I've heard this, that um, some things have kind of gone back to, we'll call, I guess, COVID normal in Australia. So there's a bit of a hold on some things. Um, and uh, that's probably going to happen for a little while until things, I don't know, return back to some sense of normalcy. Yeah, it's, a, it's all a bit of a mess, eh, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm sure it's like a bit like that everywhere. And we're in winter now as well, so last winter was just a mess. In, in Victoria, we got locked down for about 10 or 11 weeks or something. I, I was I was off work for, for that long at a point. Um, and this year we've been sort of on and off little shorter lockdowns, you know, kind of randomly. We have some cases pop out, everyone freaks out, we've got to stay home. You know, and they kind of repeat that cycle again and again. So, but it's all good. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not complaining. It just, I think it's like that for everyone around the place. It just can make it hard to do. You know, things like booking a gig is can be frustrating because you can get all hyped and excited, and then it can be, you know, the day that you're about to play or the day before it gets shut down, and you you're starting again. So we've just kind of left that alone to probably just not stress ourselves out mm-hmm. too much. Well, you don't want to be gone before your time, Alex. Not at all. No. I like that too. Thanks. That's really cool. <laughs> that's, uh, that song was actually received really surprisingly well, considering it was one of our sort of softer takes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We were surprised with that. A lot of people said to us they really liked that song. Well, it's a good EP. It's a great EP. And you said you guys are working on some new stuff um, now. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to keep chatting with you until my next call comes in because uh, I'm supposed to be in my next slot, but they haven't called yet. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to say quickly, yeah. what can you say about the new stuff? Um, well, we how many songs? We've already got uh, probably four songs that I would say are either complete or 95% complete, um, a couple that are similar in, in the sort of uh, vein, you know, that we've started there with uh, with the songs on Static, and then one of the songs which I really like is about nine minutes long, which is a bit more a bit more drawn out, a little bit more not necessarily progressive, but obviously nine minutes is getting to be a bit uh, a bit away from standard sort of rock track time, so a bit more some more progressive stuff, some more. I think um, time signatures maybe a little bit of 
mucking around with some different time signatures and rhythms. We want to keep doing that a lot. Um, and probably experiment with some more some more dynamics in the in the music. Um, I think, yeah, we'd like to we'd like to do that a bit more, and maybe even some slightly different sounds. Like I'm, we're kind of keen on um, when we started jamming, we we um, we actually our first jams were with a baritone guitar and five string bass or, or bass tuned to B. And then um, we did that for a bit, but none of the songs on um, on Statica and that tuning, they're, you know, more, uh, I think those uh, that's all an E flat with a drop D. Um, so probably a bit more, a bit more songs uh, with like the B tuning baritone guitar thing going on to, you know, mix that vibe up a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So we're not sure because we haven't finished writing them all. Um, so we, we were we started out thinking okay well we put out another EP because we've almost got enough material for that but um it could end up being something that might have uh, it might be an album I don't know yeah well, yeah you know how it's kind of yeah kind of just see where it goes right is that cliche can you no I don't think there's anything cliche in rock and roll baby. Cool. Yeah, and you could just call it dynamic. So you had the static EP, and then you'll have the dynamic EP. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, so we we uh, touched base. We chatted about the EP, the uh, how it's been received so far. We chatted about the music video for Static, uh, which again, if you're watching on their website, rockmetalpodcast.ca, or on YouTube, or you're listening in on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're listening, in the show notes will be a link to that music video. It's cool. It's kind of like if Unforgiven and any Tool music video made a baby. I just, I'm just what I'm envisioning. I don't know if you guys had that in mind, but like immediately that's where my head went. Um, we chatted about cheese. We chatted about lutes and being a luth- luthier. Uh, and then we also mentioned that you would come back on so that you could walk us through, I don't know, like a guitar setup or, you know, I think something else is really cool, especially for a lot of people who are recording guitars at home right now. It's from a luthier's perspective. How do you set up a guitar so that it's both comfortable to play in the tuning that you want to be in and for the playing style that you're in, you're getting great takes because you've limited your fret buzz, you've limited a lot of things that probably get overlooked, such as, well, you've got low action, but do you have enough neck relief or you know whatever? Or the wrong string gauge, so you can't stay in tune because you don't have the right string gauge, etc., etc. Yeah. So Alex is getting fired up. I'm getting fired up. We'll book a time for that, and we'll get (laughs) right now. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I'd love to help with something like that, man. I think that's not always stuff that gets talked about or thought about because usually when we go to record, we're busy worrying about the songs or I don't know something, Mm -hmm. and then get there and you're like, ah, oh, why is this not working? And it's kind of like, that's not the right time. You want to be trying to figure those problems out. You want to be really prepared with your, you got to, anyway, let's, don't get me started now, but we'll think of the guitar. <laughs> the tool. We'll do it. Do you have the calendar link still or do you want me to send it to you? Hey? Do you have the calendar link still or do you want me to send it to you? Uh, send, send me when, when like when's going to suit for you and I'll, I'll see when I can slot it in. Cool. All right. Well, 
we chatted about all the stuff Canyon that's important, and we're also this is kind of like a a cliffhanger for anybody listening in because they're going to be like, I want to hear more about that. Tell me more. But it's going to happen, and it's coming soon. Um, so thank you so much for coming on back on to the Rock Metal Podcast, Alex. All good, man. Thanks heaps for for chatting to me again. It's not it's not exactly a chore. I enjoyed I enjoyed with you, man. <laughs> Thanks.